Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the Wickedly Smart Women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Emerald Greenforest, and today we're welcoming a very special guest, Heather McGlasson. She is an international champion singer-dancer and four-time published contributing author in health and wellness. Her lifetime mission has been to create and support safe spaces for people to self-express, self-explore, and evolve. Armed in over a decade of transformative certifications, Heather now finds herself in huge shifting transitions. In deep exploration of her own shadow self and humanity, she reframes her world as an impact artist, inviting others to show up where they are right now in the imperfect messiness of what it means to be a human phoenix, sharing that you are not alone, your authentic contributions are valuable, and you matter. And I have had the distinct pleasure of having Heather as a compadre in transformation for a number of years. We met probably back in 2014 through an organization called Frontier Training, and she was one of those people in that organization that literally stood out and shone like a brilliant light from the very beginning. And she is one of those people in my world who I absolutely feel creates a supportive, safe space for me to self-express, self-explore, and evolve. And so it was my honor and pleasure when she asked me to be a muse for her for her Human Phoenix project, and an impact painting was done around the theme of enough for that project that I contributed my enough pros about. So we're going to dive in right now. And I want to say thank you so much for being here, Heather. It is my distinct pleasure to have you on Wickedly Smart Women. Uh, Thank you so much, Emerald. I really appreciate it. And for everything that you're doing in the world, which is why I did make you amused because you inspire me in the way that you show up in the world. Hmm, Beautiful. Well, and I feel like We are in a world now where we need as much inspiration as we can possibly get, but also as much illumination of our shadow side. So the work that you're doing with your Impact Artist Human Phoenix Project is such a powerful contribution, not only to the individuals who were selected to be muses, but I know it's been a contribution to you and it's a contribution to anybody who accesses that information. I'd love to hear what called you to that mission? 
Uh, well, to my original mission of creating and supporting safe spaces for people to self-express and self-explore and evolve, that's been around since I was about 11 years old, actually. <laughs> I was a Navy brat, and we moved a lot. And I went to like three separate uh, kindergartens in different states and even a different country, if that gives you any indication of uh, how much moving we did. And as a creative human being, it wasn't always easy to just drop into the middle of a school year and make friends. I was weird. I was the outcast. I didn't know how to make friends quickly, especially when I had this cloud hanging over my head that I wasn't going to be there very long. And so, you know, why bother? But I still had a lot of creativity and I wanted to share that with people. So, that didn't work out well until I was about 11. We came to San Diego and my dad said we wouldn't move anymore. And I went to the principal of my school at the time. It was an elementary school. And I said, I want to create a publication for creative people to make a contribution, poets and, and uh, artists and, and storytellers. And they said, yes. And they said, you can go around to the fifth and sixth graders and ask anybody who wants to submit. Well, when I did that, I found out I wasn't alone, number one, which is like huge for me because I thought that I was just this weirdo, nobody else existed like me out there. And I found all of my other weirdos, <laughs> apparently. And it kind of set the tone for like the rest of my life. And I found that the way to really make friends and connect with my people, the people that really would gel with me, is to create those spaces. The ones that really attract them to come and play and get to express themselves and get to do all that self-exploration and, and really better themselves for it. And so that absolutely was the pivotal moment in my life at 11 years old. And it really has informed everything I've done since. Well, you know what I, I want to pick up on that there and just really underscore is it takes a lot of courage and clarity of purpose and you know commitment to your own desire at 11 years old to create something like that and to be willing to stand up and step in and ask for that to be able to happen and so obviously you are wickedly smart <laughs> and oftentimes the weirdos we'll put that in quotes right we are wickedly smart and we do feel on the edge or outside and as an outlier, even if you haven't moved, right? You had right. You know, on top of that, the, the moving situation. So specifically, I'd love to have you talk, Heather, right now about what inspired you to dive into the shadow realm recently with the Human Phoenix Project and what inspired you to start becoming an impact artist because part of evolution I know and I'm sure you do as well is we step into a role and we'll stay in that role for a while but then we evolve out into another role and so when I first met you you know I knew that you were doing massage and I also knew that you were doing coaching and a variety of other things but it's pretty recent that you've evolved into the impact artist and so I'd love to hear about both the evolutionary process and kind of the choices that you're faced with that you're making that have allowed you to step into this new role. Great. Thank you for asking that question. That's very juicy. <laughs> and actually the story's a bit juicy too. 
And it wasn't just one thing. There was a lot of different things that were just sort of downloading from the universe and happening somewhat simultaneously. I met my wife about five years ago, and she introduced me to a world that was, we'll just say, very edgy. Also happened to have been a, a trained dancer since I was very, very young. So there was this moment where I was actually watching what is called flogging, which is usually done in like a kink scene. And I was watching this scene being set up and this guy was using these two handfuls of like long leather strips that he was twirling around. And I was really fascinated because I actually recognized the pattern that he was doing as something that I had been trained in as a Polynesian koi ball dancer. Go figure. But I'm seeing not floggers, I'm seeing paintbrushes. In that instant, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I need to figure out a way to paint with these things. And not necessarily on people. I couldn't imagine, like, if you've got something like that wet, it would be so heavy. It would probably make marks, like, that will stay around for a while. But it's like my brain exploded because I was also at the same time looking for a way to enter into the art world a lot more. My kids were just about into their adulthood, and my job as the parental figure and head chauffeur of the family was about to be over. And so it was like time to fly or go out there into the corporate world and get a job. Mm. And I didn't really see myself doing corporate work. I mean, I can, but from what I've heard from all of my muses and other people I've met is for a creative, it can pretty much just snuff the life out of you. Mm. And so it, so I was a little nervous about that. So inside of art, as I'm picturing myself now, holding these floggers, you also have to look at my history as an author. I wrote a book in 2012, my own, called Happiness on Tap, which is all about self-exploration of owning a used brain. We'll put it that way. You know, your brain did all this stuff and collected all this junk since you're a child. And when you become self-aware, it's your job to clear all that crap out and kind of reboot the whole system. And in my book, I talk a lot about that. And it really was doing some shadow work. But I hadn't recognized that until my new world, um, I had started studying Tantra, it sort of intercepted that world. So I've, now I've got NLP on one side, Tantra on the other, discovering a little more Jungian in psychology because I just finished with my, my bachelor's in psychology as well. And all of this just sort of collided all at the same time and this idea of, oh, wow, I'm actually working with shadow was born. But because I had been a coach for a while inside of NLP and life coaching, and I didn't want to go that route anymore, I thought, well, how can I actually use my art to do the same thing, but through the back door of the subconscious? Because art is really the way in through the subconscious, through the back door. And it just was so inspirational. And it didn't all fall into place at once. I swear, like every single day when I'd meditate, some new piece of the puzzle would fall into place. And only by actually stepping into the first time I ever put paint to the canvas using the strokes, pieces just started falling into place one after the other. And just the whole idea around stepping into the proxy of somebody who's facing 
their sh- shadow aspects, just individual shadow aspects of themselves, like you said, enough. Or in some cases, people say not enough. Or in some, I've had other people say unwanted, unworthy, victim, small, helpless, inconsequential, you name it. All of these shadow aspects, which are just small pieces of the whole, which is part of the human collective consciousness of shadow, just all fell into place. And I really started to truly understand what I was actually doing. And that's when the magic started happening. Well, everywhere you go is magic, Heather. (laughs) Everywhere you go is magic. We're already at the break. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to let you know where you can find out more about Heather. But right now, Wickedly Smart Women, we could use some help. If you are enjoying this show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. Please help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about this show so we can serve them too. I do want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. And in fact, the other day I discovered that we are in the top 2,500 globally for reach in all podcasts, across all podcasts. So not just specific to entrepreneurship and marketing and business and leadership, but all podcasts. So this podcast is doing really great. And we are very grateful for our listeners for helping us to get there. We do want to say a shout out this week to our new listeners in Brazil. And we will be right back with Heather McGlasson. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application. And we are back with Heather McGlasson. You can actually find out about Heather's art and more about her Human Phoenix project at her Patreon So you can go to patreon.com forward slash Heather McGlasson. We will have the link for that in the show notes. And when you get to Patreon, I would highly encourage you to become a Patreon, a patron of Heather and her art. She has got some stuff set up there so that you can sponsor her. And uh, she has a lot of fun things that you can access. 
And so please consider not just looking, but also supporting the arts. It's very, very important to support the arts. I've been a lifelong supporter of the arts myself. Well, not lifelong, but a long time. Let me say that. A long time supporter of the arts myself. And I'm also an artist. And I know, you know, it requires our time, our energy, our heart, our openness, and our ability to express. And so it's important to show your your love in the form of money <laughs> to the artists who are plumbing the shadows. So I did want to go back to one of the things that you said in the top half of the show, Heather, you mentioned you went into this kind of edgy environment. And I think this is something that creative women and wickedly smart women, whether they're in business or whether they're not in business, but working for somebody else, but they have to often put themselves in unusual or edgy environments to, so to speak, prime the pump, right? To prime the pump of creativity. So I'd love to have you talk about your own process of priming your creative pump, number one. And number two, because you are so creative, how you make decisions about how you're going to channel that energy. Because I know for many artists, there's like a million different things that we could be doing. So how do you personally check yourself and Mm -hmm. say, okay, I'm going to just go in this direction with my creative flow right now, and I'm going to shut off some of those distractions? Yeah, yeah. That's really important because a squirrel happens. Um, But I have a measurement stick now that everything has to pass through in order to know if I'm going to say yes to it or no to it. And that is, well, self-care is number one, my commitment to others, um, like my children, any bills I need to get done, you know, stuff like that. But then my vision. So everything points back to my vision. And my vision is around the Human Phoenix Project is to make sure people feel like they're not alone and that their contributions matter. And so if when I say yes to something, it feeds into that, those three things, then I know I'm on the right track. And if it doesn't, then I just say, thank you, no thank you. And I, and I move forward somewhere else. As far as the edginess, I've been moving toward doing things that scare me. It's sort of part of my training. It's like, I don't want to be afraid of anything. So if I come across something that that really like I'm feeling my hair stand up or in, and it still feeds into that vision. I'm like, okay, this is scaring me. I have to do it. <laughs> and I love that rule. It keeps the perfectionism monster away, um, which is like one of my shadows is perfectionism. And I love that hard being standing in my business model and showing up is a way to fight. If it scares me, if I'm not perfect at it, then I have to do it. It's like, it's written in there. And, you know, I can always do more of that. There are many things that I, I can use COVID-19 right now as an excuse that I haven't done them. But now I, I'm making that list of like, okay, when I'm allowed to go out and be around people again, I have to go visit galleries. I have to approach people. I have to write letters, all of this stuff. And I'm like, okay, Heather, what can you be doing now that you're afraid of doing? Hmm. Okay. Those letters. Don't, you don't have to come in contact with people. You should be writing those letters now. And asking, constantly asking. You know, if I had $10,000 right now, I could get that book published like probably within a month and be starting on the, the social justice portion of it. My outreach program, which is to put together a program that involves all of those letters and it 
you know, you said that I have a lot of talents. That particular production would get to utilize every single talent I have. That's my edge. That's the juiciness that bring out the musician in me, the actress in me, the artist in me, the facilitator in me, the person who loves to bring people together and make them feel loved and important and included. All of that is inside of this. And, you know, with the right amount of contributions, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it just depends on how much money I pull in now. It could either happen next month or it can happen several months down the road, but it's going to happen no matter what. Did that answer your question? (laughs) Totally. I loved it. I loved it. So I do want to say, let's talk about money. Like, let's talk about money. As a woman, the relationship that you have with money is a wickedly smart woman. As an artist, the relationship that you have with money. As a business owner, the relationship that you have with money. You know, one thing that I think often happens is we separate ourselves in some way from money and forget that it's it's like a tool and a toy. So I'd love to hear for the, especially for the creative Wickedly Smart Women who are listening, how do you navigate when you are thinking about money relative to your femaleness, relative to your art, and relative to your business? All right, great. That's a lot. So if I forget something, I'd love for you to interject what I'm forgetting. I have three things that I want to share. Number one is if I've done it before, I can do it again. Like I know that the biggest thing I've sold before was $1,000 and I had no problem accepting that. So I know that I can accept at least $1,000. Now I've been reprogrammed. I'm also a hypnotist. So I've reprogrammed myself to decide. I've decided that every time I've sold something, I can accept double that the next time, which means 1,000 would turn into 2,000, would turn into four, eight, and then so on and so forth. Um, The other thing is one of my issues, one of my challenges that I recognize and I'm working on releasing is that my mother has a blessing and a curse and I don't want to inherit it. Her blessing and curse is this. She always has exactly what she needs, not more, not less. So what I've learned to do with that, if that is inherited via, you know, social upbringing and that type of thing, I need to need more money. I need to have a big enough, big, hairy, audacious goal that fulfills my mission in life that basically needs a lot more money so that if I have that need, that need is going to be met. So I can use her curse, her blessing curse as a blessing in that respect. And the last piece of that puzzle as a business person, so a key thing that I have to get over that is my edge is to ask multiple times and in various ways. I have the Patreon thing, asking directly. I'm about to write letters to patrons and sponsors. I give away so much stuff, but it's usually stuff that I can reuse over and over again. But I also need to remember I don't know everything and I need to be open to receiving more information, more help. And it's not always money. I can, I can accept forms of contacts. I would love to be connected with somebody who's a screenwriter who has written things for big movie productions. Because if I had a big, hairy, audacious, outrageous goal, is I would love to have the artist, my storyteller, my shadow dancer, warrior persona that I wear when I'm painting, 
be inserted into a movie, even if it's just a small part, and have painting inside of that movie as an integral part of the script for at least one of the scenes. So if anybody out there that's listening to this knows a screenwriter and is really interested in an edgy artist being in part of a movie, hit me up. Beautiful. I love the way you just demonstrated asking cleanly. Like, so this is something that I believe a thousand percent, which isn't even a real number, right? A thousand percent. Is that real? Sure. (laughs) I'm going to make it real. It's real. I believe that asking cleanly is the key right there, right? And so what I want you to hear, ladies who are listening, is the confidence with which Heather articulated exactly, specifically, and precisely what she wants and then put it into ask form and sent it out to the universe. And so I think it's really important to remember that sometimes we ask in certain places and the answer in those places is no, but that doesn't mean you stop asking and it doesn't mean that the question is going unanswered because the yes is somewhere. It wouldn't be, you wouldn't be asking it if your yes wasn't somewhere in this universe. So Beautiful, beautiful demonstration of asking, Heather. Thank you so much. We only have about a minute left. So in our last minute, what would you like to transmit to the Wickedly Smart Women audience that you have on your heart to just leave them with? I want you to take away that you are totally not alone. And when you're giving authentically of who you are and showing up in this moment, no matter how messy you think it is, Somebody is receiving exactly what they need just from the way you show up. We need you. Please just show up. Beautiful. My heart is open. I hope you guys are listening and your heart is open too because just, you know, can you feel the authenticity with which Heather just delivered that ask, another ask, just show up. Beautiful. Well, listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We will have that in the show notes for you, or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. Please go to Heather's Patreon and check out what she has available there for you and support the arts financially, as well as with spreading the word about what she's up to there. We are very excited to give all of our listeners around the world just a shout of celebration for tuning in and recognizing that you are a wickedly smart woman. I want to thank you for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you, Heather McGlasson, are a wonderful woman, and you listeners are wonderful women too. Thanks so much. We will be back with another episode soon. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. 
We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.